Thanks for listening to Tights and Fights. If you're on a smartphone, now's the perfect time to leave us that five-star iTunes review you've been meaning to write. Like this one from Alex Crown, MFT, who says, They love that our hosts aren't just the types they're used to hearing about wrestling, and this week, that includes me. So help out the show, go to iTunes, and rate us five stars. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and And then we all had a podcast. It's me, Danielle, and Mike and Lindsay. Hello. Hi. Wow. I know. If Daddy's gone. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the first lady of wrestling, Danielle Radford. I am here hosting because Hal is on a boat doing boat stuff. He's on a boat, y'all. Doing a boat stuff. Mm-hmm. And I am joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the guy who puts the Mac in SmackDown, Mr. Mikey Gold. That's right. Me and James Ellsworth. No no sleeves, ever. No, <laughs> no sleeves. sleeves. <laughs> no sleeves. No sleeves. And the brutal Brit whose fists were made to punch and hit Whoa. Lindsay Kell. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having it out and, and doing Thank the thing. Thank you for having me. Like, nice. That is literally the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. Oh. Thank you. And it rhymed. Right? It did. That's it's good. the best. Like words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, listeners, you might remember Lindsay from her recent appearance in our My Special Wrestler segment. She is a published author who's interviewed a ton of wrestlers, and we're super happy to have her with us today. Coming up on this week's show, the big dog versus a phenom dog, a bad year for friendship, a package delivery, and a lot more. But first, Sunday was Fastlane. It was the final pay-per-view before WrestleMania, so we'll get into some of the specifics of the show in a minute. But overall, my thoughts, I just, I don't want to shit on anything super early in the podcast. You shouldn't have started with this then. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the best way to avoid that. I'm, I'm ready to shit, man. <laughs> like, I just, um, I fell asleep. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. What'd you fall asleep on? Um, oh, I fell asleep during the women's match. Whoa! Wow. You are barred from Misandry Corner. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? I fell asleep then. I think I fell asleep during the eight-minute introduction to the 34-second match or whatever Mm. (laughs) that ended it out. I mean, it was fine. There was was definitely uh, some matches that were a lot of fun, but we don't need to jam as many pay-per-views as we can before WrestleMania season. I guess. And also, your pay-per-view should not feel like the show you do on Monday for free. Probably the biggest thing that got everyone talking was Goldberg beating Kevin Owens for the Universal title. Mike, what did you think? Did this do a disservice to Owens and his title reign? The main event I was actually really, really super into because I really enjoyed Kevin Owens approaching the ring and then faking out mm, and, yeah, and rolling back amazing. out. To me, it was just such classic heel work that it was really getting me invested in the match. Like, I was really kind of excited. Like, oh, okay, this is going to last a while. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a good, hearty <laughs> thing to sink my teeth into. 
And then it was over real fast. I almost feel like if you're a WWE wrestler, you should just walk around with your headphones on and just program it to somehow just randomly play other wrestlers' themes mm. so that you so learn. You get used to it. Yeah. yeah, like you train a dog. So you <laughs> learn not to like look when someone's at the door. You know what yeah, I mean? For sure. Uh, so, Lindsay, what do you think about Goldberg now as the top champion on Raw, especially with his upcoming match against Lesnar now having title implications? Um, it may be an unpopular opinion, but I'm just not interested. I'm not interested in part-time Uncle Bill. Like, I, <laughs> I get it that it's a nostalgia kick for people, but it just feels like such aggressively telegraphed storylining that he's not going to stay, that I know he's, you know, he's wrestling Brock and yay, that's exciting, but then, oh, so we're just going to pass it off to another part-timer? Like, that's what we're doing with the belt now? And uh, please you know, stop, like, messing with your kid outside the ring. Your kid looks freaked out. <laughs> Leave your kid alone. So Someone call child services. Every time he comes out with that kid, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the Goldberg train at first because he came back with some real unique kind of energy. And, and I really liked his promos at first because mm. his seemed a lot less scripted, a lot more genuinely emotional. Like he was making a connection with people and people were happy to see him. Yeah, a little old schooly, less of the like memorize this thing. But I do think that at some point when you have a 50 year old man squash all the strong people on your roster, regardless of if it's due to zany circumstances, like mm -hmm. once it's every time then us as viewers, I think it's just another thing that starts to kind of fucking insult our intelligence. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's 50. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're the, our show is about fighting, and, and he's beating everybody up in fights real fast. And some, some people that we actually even care about, you know? I don't know, it's weird. It's, it's another thing that I don't know how to feel about, which has typically been my problem with, with the programming lately. Yeah, it's, I guess for me, it's, well, then what happens? Do we go back to Brock Lesnar only shows up every four months with the belt? Do we go back if he wins? Um, I, I guess for me, it's just, I would feel more comforted if I felt like there was, like, a real good plan going forward. But, and it's also, like, how are you going to build new stars if you keep having them get killed by dudes who quit 14, 15, 20 years ago. Exactly. Yep. So getting back to Kevin Owens, we also learned Monday night why he decided to betray Chris Jericho. Because Kevin needed a tool that would help him survive as the Universal Champion. And Chris, if it makes you feel any better, you were a perfect tool. You were a perfect tool until you outlived your usefulness, and that happened the second you accepted the match against Goldberg on my behalf. That second, you went from a tool to a burden, and you had to go. That's why I did it, Chris. Are you happy now? Is that what you were looking for? Oof. That led to a Jericho versus Owens match being booked for WrestleMania for the US Championship. What do you guys think of that matchup? What do you think? I'm not against the match. Like I've been waiting to see the match. I feel like this is a story that's been told well. This friendship turned into a rivalry, and we all want to see that, right? But the thing that I don't like is that it's for the U.S. belt. Like, why couldn't they have just have Chris drop the belt and let that go? Because it's not relevant, and you're just taking relevance. Do, do people even remember that he has the belt right no. now? Because no. what's important is the rivalry, yeah. not the belt. So they should have given the belt. Give the belt to Sammy. Give Sammy something. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. just drop the belt. Let them fight it out because it's enough. Yeah, it's a personal issue. So Yeah, it's not a belt issue. And it's going to feel like such a slap in the face to Owens if he gets it. Because I heard Jericho's leaving, right? Jericho's yep. out again. So like, then why are you just 
Oh, but let's give Kevin this belt now. <laughs> yeah, I think the U.S. title has is, is officially been demoted to, like, the consolation prize belt. You know, even when Roman had it, it felt like it was like, okay, you're off, you're off punishment now. You're out of the doghouse. Here, have a belt. You know, <laughs> and that's just kind of the one they're passing around right now. But yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's not tied in the storylines, and there are a ton of mid card guys who could at least use that to feud over the 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 Rusevs. The, and they could make it mean something again. Yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, that's what happens when all of a sudden you have uh, dads and granddads pop in once a year to say hi to the kitties, mm-hmm. and now your top guys in the company are fighting over these consolation, you know, everybody gets a belt belts, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little bit of a bummer. I will, man, that like, you were never my best friend, all that stuff is still like, ooh. It stings. It's awkward. Oh, yeah. that hurt. It oh, that hurt. Ugh. But the jacket's back. So yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, we got the jacket was back. Was he wearing a scarf, too, or is that just my imagination? <laughs> oh, I want it to be in my dreams. It's the oh, jacket okay. and the scarf. He was wearing a scarf. <laughs> he, he was wearing a scarf. Yes. scarf. All right. <laughs> so let's take a look at the cruiserweights. Get in them purple, them purple ropes. Oh, Jesus, why? Them purple why? ropes. <laughs> Have you seen them put those ropes on in real life? No, I haven't. It's terrifying. <laughs> down in Anaheim, it they have like 50 people in the ring, and it literally looks like someone's going to have a heart attack. It does. It kind of looks like when um, in NASCAR, when they suddenly have to take all the tires and all the parts <laughs> yes. of the car off and replace it with new car parts. That's kind of what it that feels like. That just seems so unnecessary. Like, yeah. that's a set change? do they take the tape off again, or do they just retape over? Are we going to end up with giant ropes one day? Oh, are they're they going to be gonna nasty, be thick ropes. Oh, they're going to, like, crack ropes. when you hit them. Ugh. That's crazy. Um, so here's a nice thing. After weeks of package jokes, Austin Aries is returning to the ring to challenge Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. What do you guys think about Austin Aries? I love Austin Aries. I, I was a really big fan of him and his TNA run when he was acting like Macho Man. I always thought that was <laughs> that was really cute. I think he's great in the ring, and I always had doubts that they were going to be able to use him to his maximum potential because of his height. Mm-hmm. So I think Cruiserweight division is perfect for him as long as he is allowed to talk as much shit as he wants, mm-hmm. even as a babyface. He's a, he's a character that needs to be able to talk real edgy trash and if they take that away from him then <sighs> it'll be a long road he's long gonna road. get real into that trash what do you think what do you think about yeah Austin i think it's a smart move i was really pleased to see it i like aries a lot i think he's done a really good job of putting himself over on the commentary i think it's a real show of faith in the cruiserweight division that they took him out of nxt and put him there because like he's going to be on raw now but he's also on 205 so it shows that they're investing talent into 205 and they're not backing off from it which I think is really great. I'm really excited to see him and Neville. I've never seen that. I yeah, want to see it. I think that'll be great. I think that'll be really, really good. Um, I, lo- you- I love his logic. He's like, I, I would just poke that guy in the eye. Like, what is he even standing there for? <laughs> I love that type of shit. Yeah, that's great. So more fast lane news. I'm sorry that we have to keep coming back to fast lane. Oh, um, we ain't really got to the heartbreaker yet. We, ain't, we haven't even touched the. The worst part. Ah, well, Roman Reigns. Oh, there he is. There it is. That hurts. <laughs> there it was. I knew that was going to hurt. Oh, it's it. coming. Yeah, you Roman Reigns. First man to pin Braun Strowman. So does, Why? This, does this feel like a waste of Braun Strowman's uh, in- invincibility? The? or? Yes. Do you yeah. feel like they wasted yeah, that storyline? That's a real, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. what was the way they did it? What was it good for at all? 
Oh, what was a good boy <laughs> at all? Why is he on the top row? Roman being strong. He weighs strong. a million pounds. <laughs> right. I was like, as soon as he went to the top row, I'm like, oh, so I should go put the kettle on now because this is done. This is tying up. <laughs> and I mean, and that's before we even get into the shoes. I mean, oh. the match was, just, was no, and then the shoes were no. Yeah, they had him out there in, in Skechers and an iron-on uh, vest logo. It looks like <laughs> came out of a Panini sticker book, and he just put it on his chest. <laughs> um, maybe they fired him and they didn't tell him. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's he's just making his own gear now and showing up. <laughs> like, like no one tell him he's gonna get really upset. <laughs> or maybe it's one of those things. Maybe Randy came to visit, shat in his bag, and that was like all that was left. Randy does that. Randy he does, does do that. Again, we don't necessarily know that Randy shits in people's bags. No. but Randy probably shits in people's bags. But I mean, was there any reason to do that? No, there a were a million ways they could have done that. I mean. They could add interference. They could add mm-hmm. a thousand ways to end that match because without the pin. Th- and then they have, I mean, after building up Braun for like two years, it feels like, mm-hmm. have right. Roman go straight over him and then have Undertaker weirdly punk him out the next night in a stare down and he just kind of ran away from like I don't understand. Like, what did what did Braun do? Like Braun, was so weird. Braun was a, a nice, healthy done, heel. Yeah, they've done such a good job in building him up because I really feel like he is over. I feel like at first people were like, oh, he's big and he can't wrestle, but that's it. And now he's good. He's moving good. He's putting on good matches. You did all that work and for this, for right? Nothing. And you just feed him to Roman. Because what is his match now? What's his mania match? Do you just throw him in the battle royal? They're gonna throw him in the battle royal. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, Lindsay up here sounding like me. <laughs> I like it. Just that exasperated that's sigh the, of women in this booth. That's the grown nothing. chair. Yeah, that's the grown <laughs> chair. <laughs> Lindsay's in my chair, and that's where you get, uh, That's good. I like it. Speaking of a Roman and Mania and him getting punked by the Taker, what are we thinking about that? Do we think that's a good use of Taker, having him go up against Mr. Roman Reigns? Or is this a match that you're looking forward to? I mean, Taker can barely walk, right? Like, isn't he mm-hmm. having, like, hip troubles or yeah. something? Like, mm-hmm. look, first of all, we all know what's going to happen. Taker's music is going to hit and everybody's going to lose their shit. And then Roman's music is going to hit and everybody's going to be throwing sausages and tomatoes and shoes at him. <laughs> like, what, what do they hope to accomplish here? Unless... They would turn him heel, which they are never going to. They're do. just, they're never, no. they're just never going I mean, to. Maybe Taker's actually going to kill him, like actually murder, <laughs> murder him to death. That would and be. And we get our one mania moment. Oh and my it's, gosh! Yeah, I don't want to get too dark on that, but I'm just saying that maybe that's a thing that could happen. Lord of Darkness, man, you're gonna go out. Gotta go out like right. a... that's how I want to go. Hey guys, remember when they murdered a <laughs> like? Yeah. You remember that mania where someone was straight up murdered? It's on the way? network now. They don't have to. It's not pay per view. Yeah, you can do what you want. You own this. Like it's yeah, fine. Man, you ain't gotta uh, kill make, a guy. You gotta make Skittles happy no more. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think they could do that would make this match interesting besides... Besides murder? Besides murder. Besides straight up murder. You know what they could do? They just won't do it. Come on. You know what they could do? We've been (laughs) waiting for it. We need it. We want it so bad. Yeah. And they hate us, so they won't do it. I was hoping the sneakers were a sign of the Something. That would be nice, like have a little costume change, and he's like, well, these sneakers are dumb, and so that'll give me some boost. (laughs) That's not. Maybe take it just like bitches out his sneakers and that's oh. enough and that's the heel turn it would be kind of nice just a bolt of lightning comes and the sneakers are just evaporated <laughs> off his feet oh my god that's so funny I'd be looks in on wrong. that looks wrong you guys <laughs> um, so now one more thing oh, from no, last I'm night I'm sorry I'm, I cannot get past this mental picture of him, <laughs> him shoeless shoeless <laughs> With a protective vest on. <laughs> to me, that is the best way to wrestle. With he should the just iron do that. iron on peeling away. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. 
God, I love that. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> Fashion corner. Okay. Fashion corner. Shoeless corner. Mm-hmm. All right, so one last thing from Fastlane. Um, so Bailey beat Charlotte for the Raw's woman title. I did wake myself up and make myself watch that whole match. Um, then Sasha came out, interfered, and made sure that Bailey got the win. This led to Sasha beating Bailey to make a th- triple threat match between all three women at WrestleMania. What's what is what is this like? Can, can you, does this can, seem can weird? Can you make this make sense to me, Daniel? I've been waiting for this all week, so you could help me understand. Oh, so I don't, I don't have it, guys. Oh, I'm God. sorry. It's making me angry. It's I, making me so angry. I, I, I don't want to shit on an entire show because right. I love wrestling yes. and I hate listening to people just shit on wrestling. But what was good about this? Like they have the easiest story to tell here. You have Bailey as a good guy. Mm-hmm. You have Charlotte as a bad guy. And Sasha is the kind of sneaky, tweener, ambiguous yeah. tweener mm-hmm. that's going to flip. Mm-hmm. That's not a difficult story to tell. And you're you're losing it in all this ambi- ambiguity and mess up storytelling where like Bailey's winning, but only because she's getting help. And Charlotte's losing, but only because she's getting cheated. And... And Bailey's perfectly okay with this. Yeah, as a and none face. of it's right. clear, and yeah. none of it's. This is the most cut and dry black and white story they have to tell in the company right now, and I don't understand. And they have a template from NXT. Mm-hmm. Right. How are they messing this up? And they have such a long history with of interaction with all of these characters. Right now, the only one that this story is, and again, you know, she's my wife, but the only one that this story is helping right now is Sash, because Sash still gets to be. She gets to be Eddie. She gets to lie. She gets to cheat. She gets to steal. She gets to eventually turn. And we all know she's best when she turns. But it's like they're sacrificing Bailey so that Sasha can turn. And they haven't, they need to have, Bailey needs to talk. Yeah. Or something, and give a good explanation for why she's okay with the way that she's been they're winning. They're expecting so much of the universe in general to accept Bailey as this super clean cut white bread baby face. Because if you don't watch NXT, which is the vast proportion of viewers, right? Like you mm-hmm. don't know who she is, you don't know her backstory. You've kind of just seen this chick come in and kind of let someone cheat for her. Right. And that's not who Bailey is. But I don't know that if I've just turned on. Yeah, totally. You don't get white meat baby face Bailey because they didn't do that. She came out. She had the wacky arms. She was Sasha's best friend. Um, almost like Sasha's little sidekick. Yep. And then now this, where Sasha is cheating for her. So you're really kind of losing that thing that made Bailey great, which was, I'm the underdog, but mm-hmm. unlike Sammy, I win sometimes. And also, the other thing about Bailey that I think I lost is, is as much as wide-eyed, you know, happy to be here as she was outside of the ring, inside of the ring, she was always very efficient, like almost lethal, like very precise, like seemed very capable. I feel like that part hasn't really made the transition to the main roster Bailey either. Things seem to have gotten sloppy mm-hmm. or I don't know. Yeah, I, a couple I, of the matches with Charlotte have been just really messy yeah, and especially not, in the I'm, beginning I'm, I'm, and there's no need for that. I'm mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm so curious as to why that would be, you know? Yeah. Why the why, you know, all these women who have had all of these uh matches in NXT of crowds of varying yeah. sizes that had this different kind of intensity yeah. to them. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just the Asian right? thing. Like it can't be. Like, mm. I've interviewed Bailey and she's the shit and mm-hmm. she's ready. Like a year ago, she was ready. Maybe just the, the how often they're on the road and how many times they're performing. Could maybe. that be instead of, you know, with the, I don't know. But yeah, Bailey's definitely, she's losing a little bit of her innocent, sweet, good Bailey sparkle. And it's a, it's a big bummer because that is the character. Mm. Um, so hopefully they can start getting back to that. And then, uh, especially when you have Sasha turn, um, and then I'll fall in love with her all over this. again. Oh, I can't wait. Um, 
Also, speaking of women, um, <laughs> happy International <laughs> Women's yeah, Day. Happy International Women's Day. Um, so, also, the women on SmackDown learned more about their WrestleMania schedules. Alexa Bliss will defend her title against every other woman on the show. Oh, boy. And after Mickey James kicked her in the head, Bliss <laughs> won't have a friend to help her get through it. What do we think? Do we think that having this, like, all takers, all against one thing is the best way to showcase um, this division? I mean, I, you know, I, what happens at Mania is that they engineer things so they can get as many people on the card as possible so yep. they can all get a payday. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what they what they do in service of that is sacrifice getting the highest match quality that they can have. I mean, when I just even seeing the four of them in the ring yesterday, I was like, oh, this is going to be a mess. Like, it's... You know, it'll be cool, it'll have spots, but like there's nothing like a programmed one on one encounter mm-hmm. for a title that you can get behind and, and have your you know, your your good versus evil emotions on. So um you know, I think it's cool for them. I, I love that everybody gets to get on a show. Like that's dope. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't I don't think we're gonna get as strong of a match with this method as we would with just a one on one. Yeah, I've been on team two dudes in the ring for a while. I feel like I keep <laughs> saying two dudes, two people, just one two. Yeah. Two dudes. Um but I will say I'm a little bit excited for the possibility of any woman because that means that maybe someone can come back maybe we'll see someone I do switch like the, over the yeah. open-endedness yeah. is dope maybe yeah. we'll yeah. see someone come up from NXT maybe we'll yeah. see someone come over what do you think Lindsay? I'm I'm for the match I was kind of against the way the story was told like I didn't love the way that they brought everyone out and just had them be catty to each other in the ring yeah. like why can't they just want that title? Why can't it be like a men's match where they just want that belt so bad and instead they've got to have Natty tell Mickey she's ugly? That was like, fucked no. up. I was like, that really, yeah. felt, that yeah. really felt fucked up to me. I was looking like shit and then she like doubled down on it like, right. yeah, 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 I said, I said ugly. ugly. Like, damn. It's like Jerry Lola's in the back going, I told you so, all you right. guys. All women hate <laughs> each other. This is proof. Jerry's just in her uh. headphones. Like, now, now say she's ugly. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> that's that's that didn't make sense to me. Like, I'm all for the match. I think it's it'll be fun and I think as long as it, I mean, it's only four right now, right? And maybe mm-hmm. there'll be five, six. That's fine. It's not literally all women. I mean, I feel like Vince would have a hard time telling you the names of the women that are going to be in that match. Mm. I would love um, if Eva Marie comes back. If oh, that's how man. she comes back, as she's like, and then she just <laughs> does so like okay with it. Her super like opportunistic Eva Marie thing, where she lets everyone else fight and she just hangs out in the corner. That would be that'd fantastic. be awesome. I will be closely watching her Snapchat to see if her hair goes back to red. Well, she, the black that she's been doing, sorry, I, I, I watch a lot of the Eva Marie. The black she's been doing is a spray. Oh, it is? It's just a temporary oh, spray that she, she did uses. she did it at one point because I sadly watched the whole process <laughs> on Instagram stories. I don't have a lot to do in my day, you guys. Um, but that's exciting because that means it could happen. Yeah, I think that she's just been using like a spray and then like Excellent. a clip-on black ponytail. So oh, we'll Fashion see. quarter. <laughs> All red, airy stuff. (laughs) Um, And so, finally, the number one contendership for the WWE title was settled after AJ Styles delivered this gem in his opening promo. And what do I get from Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon? Nothing but disrespect. Nothing but disrespect. Meanwhile, Randy Orton burns down a man's house (laughs) and gets rewarded for it. Oh, my God. That's so great. Uh, Styles was defeated 
by Randy Orton, meaning Orton will face Bray Wyatt for the WWE title at WrestleMania. How do you guys feel about this and the journey it took to get there? He ain't never lying. A dude mm. burnt a house <laughs> down. Did. And there was a dead body underneath it of someone we know nothing about. He buried something. That shit's not okay. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I was raised better than that. Like, and I was not raised well. Like, I don't get it. You were raised not to go to the local cult leader's compound, dig up his dead sister, and then burn his burn house. Burn it down. Ground. Maybe I was raised that way. I don't know. I'm from the country. It's hard to say. But I, I don't know. I, I definitely was raised to know that if I have nothing good to say, I shouldn't say anything. So I should probably hand this over. <laughs> I do not care for this. Owl. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I I really hollered a lot about Randy Orton and what they've done with him mm-hmm. last week. And, um, you know, I just, I find myself not knowing. I mean, it's not even not knowing how to feel. It's this real position I've become super used to now of feeling the exact opposite of the way that the writers seem to want me to feel. Like, mm-hmm. like Randy Orton Damn, is not dog. a baby f- Yeah, for real. And Randy <laughs> Orton is not a baby face. He's nope. not done anything to earn baby face praise or that kind of emotional connection or engagement at all. And AJ is just out there working his little heart out mm-hmm. every night, making everybody look like a million bucks and not oh, really doing anything that's heelish. All he do no. is make everybody look like a million bucks. He dollars. hasn't done anything dirty. He hasn't nope. kicked anybody in the face. He hasn't burned anybody's house down. <laughs> he hasn't done anything wrong. And and that's who I want to see. He hasn't you know, shat in a bag. He nothing. As far as we know. As far as we know. That's a good point. We don't know what the good brothers do when they're on the road. I feel like they've definitely, sh- no, no, nothing. I feel like back in the TNA days, there was some probably <laughs> some bag some shit. Some bag shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nashville, you know. <laughs> get that hot chicken, mm-hmm. get the bag shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. Although I will say the match was really, really fun and good. Yeah, I um, love the match. I just, where's Luke Harper? Where's Luke, you guys? Was he in the house? Is he dead? Has anyone checked on him? <laughs> Can someone text Luke Harper and just call, say he's okay? Call I mean, Luke's mom. See <laughs> he's probably somewhere hanging out with Eric Rowan. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus. Uh, just like, I'm done. They crazy. Right. I'm ahead. Let's hang out on the vineyard and be. drink wine and be dope. Um, uh, so every week there's always tons of wrestling to get through if we missed anything start the conversation at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights or hit us up at tights fights on twitter like I mentioned at the top of the show we're not far away from Wrestlemania when we come back we'll discuss why that could also be a bit of a problem that's up next on tights and fights My name is Patrick. My name is Parker. Max FunCon has been a huge inspiration in my life. And now I have this network of friends that I've made that span literally across the entire globe, and they're some of my favorite people in the world. I truly cannot believe the amount of wonderful and lasting friendships that have come out of this. If you feel like you might not fit in, as long as you're a good person, you'll fit in because everyone there is good and amazing and kind and wonderful and you should absolutely go it will be the best decision of your life make a ton of new friends like parker and patrick at max FunCon. tickets for max FunCon and max FunCon east are on sale now at maxfuncon.com
Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I am joined in the booth by... Michael Eagle. And... Lindsay Gell. When WrestleMania rolls around the first Sunday of April, we're sure to experience some of wrestling's greatest memories and most bitter disappointments. This week, we wanted to take a look at some of the things that have left us upset on a night that's supposed to be totally fun. He clearly wrote that for me. <laughs> you can tell by the totally. Um, <laughs> to start out, what would you guys say is the thing that left you shaking your head, not at the story, but at the booking? Because um, I, I remember that time that I went to WrestleMania 19 at Safeco Field. Um, I don't think I've ever talked about that before, you guys. Have I mentioned that time I went to WrestleMania? Not once. First I'm hearing of it. Yeah, it. I don't think I've ever mentioned it before. And just that freaking Triple H versus Booker T ending. Yeah. I just... Jeez. Oh, a woof. Um, here's a clip. Triple H's got the pedigree. I think Nate's going to have a stroke. He's got the hand on it. Yeah. And it's over. It's over. Yeah. Someone wrote this, folks. He is in the game. Ugh, Jerry giving me flashbacks to a bad time. But yeah, just that, like, if you're going to go with the whole, like, you're black, so you're not good enough. He has to win. Yeah, no. Like, you you can't do that and then at the end be like, nope, but it's still going to be the Aryan dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just not okay. Yeah, I, like, I got nothing that's helpful. Yeah, and, 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 and the story is, triple. you know, he was supposed to go over and Triple H just lobbied to have himself go over at, at the 11th hour no. just to give himself more heat. Triple H you know? put himself over? N- you know, no uh, way. No, I know, of, I know. Right? right? It's oh crazy God. how he's like lovable wrestle dad, but when now, you like, right. think about Papa it, you're like, Hunter? Papa Hunter would never do that. Papa Hunter wants everyone to be successful. Papa Hunter just wants to put on a great show. Yeah. He's like he's a community now. theater director where he's like, guys, we're just going to go out there <laughs> <laughs> waiting for Hunter, you know, like waiting for Guffman. Um, so, Mike, what about you uh, and Lindsay, you as well? What were some of your WrestleMania bummers? Um, the first one I can remember is I think it was... I want to say it was WrestleMania 2000, maybe, where I think the the main event was a four-way with Rock, Mankind, Big Show, and either Triple H or Austin, I can't remember. Mm. But uh, it was like the first WrestleMania and like a long line of WrestleManias, it wasn't just pretty much a one-on-one uh, main event. And, and they, they ended up putting Big Show over in it, and it just <laughs> it, it wasn't... You know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. guys, have you seen his abs? He's got abs now. He's got at least so, two. They he's disappeared. Two I did not see those abs. Well, <laughs> you know, his, his singlet goes all up. the way up to his collarbone, so you can't see the abs. There's, there's no ab out, cleavage. Though. He popped his singlet down, and that's it's like, true. He must did have he? washed off the abs with it. Oh, that's <laughs> so sad. Just that bronzer came yeah. off. <laughs> It'll do that. That's a problem. <laughs> Lindsay, what about you? When, what, uh, what was I mean, your bummer? The most recent one. Well, it's not because it's every every time um but definitely uh wrestlemania 30 in new orleans when cena beat ray and that really made me want to punch myself in the face until i couldn't <laughs> see breathe eat sleep anything ever again because it just didn't make any sense it was the same thing they've done a whole story they built up ray he was new they had that amazing entrance he had creepy kids yeah that creepy entrance kids like the was... band yeah i was there it was Crazy in the I arena. It can't was like even imagine what it so been like insane. To be there. And then Cena won. Oh, God. Especially, and you're like, what? 
especially with that interest got and then friggin' they tried to do voices afterwards live and it was like, what are you doing? I know. That, it, it, that actually does remind me of that joke that everyone's been doing on Twitter, like Obamacare versus GOP oh, replacement. Yeah. <laughs> just like the it's two. Like Bullet Club Cody, Stardust Cody. <laughs> I still say that Joey Ryan in the Stardust gear is like my favorite <laughs> thing. It just best. it's all punchy. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mike, sometimes these disappointments come from WWE not giving fans what they want. That doesn't sound familiar. But us <laughs> fans also like to be surprised by things we didn't know we wanted. When WrestleMania comes around, which would you say you prefer? Either getting what you want or what you think the story is building for or being pleasantly surprised? Not I, just surprised, because sometimes surprises happen. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? I feel like pleasantly surprised. I, I feel, like, yeah, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> wrestling, wrestling, at least growing up, it was built kind of on a pleasant surprise. It was always about a swerve at the last minute towards something that you wouldn't have forethought would have been the answer, but turns out to be like the perfect answer. Like, that's how good booking typically works. It works where you know, Hall and Nash are teasing some third guy. And you don't see Hogan coming for a fucking million miles. Like, and so that's a pleasant surprise. Like, holy shit, they managed to get Hulk Hogan to turn heel. Like, you don't, I feel like that is always the goal. Right. You know, uh, you don't want it to look too, um, too, like, so well laid out that you can just predict it yeah. all the way through the finish. You know, even if it is something you want, you, you want it, you want some surprises built into that. And honestly, I'll be frank, sometimes getting exactly what we want does feel like a twist to me. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was the thing I wanted. Right. And, they, and they did it. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it raw booking is what we're talking about. <laughs> raw booking, yeah. True story. Um, so, Lindsay, does WWE completely whiffing on a match at WrestleMania ruin the show for you? Or do you just try to focus on the good from the show? I mean, you can try. I, it's tough, you know? Like, I always want to... I love wrestling, and I always want to enjoy it. But it does get to a point where it starts to feel like... Just like, you know, he says he loves me, but I don't right. know anymore. That's how I feel like, after Fastlane. Right? It's exactly. just like, I, I went... And I went into Fastlane being like, I'm kind of excited about this. I don't mm. know how a bunch of these matches are going to turn out. Same. And I kind of feel like I know how Owens is going to end, but I want to see how they're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Are you absolutely... <laughs> I mean, at least you got a nap. I lost three hours. <laughs> And I'm never getting them back. And oh, I still had to go back and watch it. So it wasn't, it was, it was restful. But then my boyfriend was like, okay, I guess we gotta, you gotta do the thing. And he's like, you can just sleep. And I'm like, I know, no, I can't. Can. No Much, must watch wrestling. Must be here for podcast fans. Mm -hmm. like, just, and I shouldn't ever feel like you have to do it. You know, like this is supposed to be a fun thing. And I feel like sometimes it's just, they're making it too hard. Like there's obviously a kind of satisfaction in knowing the way things are going to go, but it's like a smarky satisfaction. It's probably not a healthy satisfaction, you know? It's like, I totally knew that was going to happen. Right. And I hate myself, but I kind of love it. Mm -hmm. Whereas when they genuinely pull the rug out on you and you're like, oh, that was so good. Like, that's what I want. I want that. Yeah, I mean, because we, we have to be able to have some sort of mark satisfaction like that's that's the only thing that keeps us plugged in is that like you know i still find myself speaking along with enzo and Cass when they walk to the ring yeah i still do it you know what i mean because yeah. and i know it's coming down to the word but to me that's part of it is that you occasionally get to have those moments mm -hmm. where we all know what the fuck is going to happen right yeah but then we don't 
you know, we don't want Enzo to, to get beat up and pinned every week as well. We don't? Um, every week? Yeah, Man, not every okay week. Not it. every I don't week. Know. If he wears those dungarees again, I'm like, no. No, no, no more overalls. Says, no. Yeah. no more overalls. <laughs> yeah, shirtless with overalls is that's 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 a. That's I would a love reach. to see him walking around New Jersey in that outfit. <laughs> I will pay money. Uh, I don't mind the overalls so much as I, I obviously don't like that they've got like the trucker lady Playboy flap on yeah. them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Jerry loves. Also, them. is Enzo the only one still doing the shmoney dance? Is that? <laughs> that's not even a shmoney dance though that's like the new running man <laughs> yeah like that literally nobody that was like a meme for like two months he tries and it's though. over yeah that's he over he tries now. so hard so speaking of those surprises do you think it's worth risking those surprises uh, if it means we just end up disappointed there's such a high percentage of ending up disappointed anyway. Let's go for the surprises. Let's go for the surprises, yeah. Go for something new. Go for something not just like, like what well, is we know Shane going to jump off? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm excited to find out. Maybe a bridge. That'd be good. <laughs> There's a bunch of them in Florida. Yeah. So. Uh, he's got a family. He'd be fine. They'd put, like, one of those little things on it. He'd, get, he'd have a bungee cord if he jumped off a bridge. Oh, okay. He's got, he's got that family. You're ruining all our fun today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't let you, you murder let me people, murder you guys. Roman. Oh, you won't let me have Shane jump to his death. <laughs> yeah. And so just to close us out, so you said, like, it's definitely the surprises are great. Satisfied expectations are great. But you're going on. You're on team surprise me. I'm on team surprise me. I still believe in good in the world. I have to. <laughs> like, I want this. And I don't even look. It, it's a program that they write every word of. Yeah. So how yeah. easy is it to surprise people if you've been writing yeah. a character one way to suddenly write them to do something unexpected? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And then just set it up like beforehand. You leave like the little crumbs where exactly. it's like when it happens, you can go back and be like, oh, they were mm-hmm. kind of planting it instead of like kind of these because they do it where they'll do where it's clearly like, OK, that dude's going to turn. That dude's going to turn. That dude's going to turn. And there aren't so many of the subtle like, right. holy crap. If you were paying attention, you might have seen it coming. The storytelling's they were, not there. That's really yeah, what it is. Yeah, but you know, you guys know me. I'm like, I'm a naive little bear, man. I go into everything like, this is going to be great. Let's watch a show. And then in the end, I'm like, hey, you guys tried. You tried real hard. Just they real didn't. Hard. They didn't try. They're not trying. Like, try harder. <laughs> For y'all, if you've ever been disappointed by the outcome of a WrestleMania moment, come vent to us at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, we'll share three things from wrestling that will never disappoint you. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. The Max Fun Drive is coming up and we're working hard on some of the best episodes of the year. Tune in during the drive to catch these extra awesome episodes and hear about the exclusive thank you gifts we have in store for new and upgrading members. They are seriously amazing. Plus, it's your chance to show your support for tights and fights and help us reach our highest goal ever. 10,000 new and upgrading MaxFun members. The 2017 MaxFun Drive kicks off on March 20th and runs for just two weeks. Visit MaximumFun.org for details. And do not miss it. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by... Uh, my name is Michael Eagle. And? Lindsay Kelp. Yay! So every week, we like to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you, especially this week, because unfortunately it was not that great. Poop! So, <laughs> so here are some fun, positive things that we love, because wrestling is good and we love wrestling. This is the three count! Ah! Yeah! Three! 
Mike. You're up first. What are you putting over? So we talked about WWE ass lane that happened on (laughs) Sunday, which was mostly terrible. But then uh, there was a sound that kept happening during one particular match that I really enjoy. So I wanted to replay that sound right now and then talk about it after we hear the sound. Down the champion. Neville tries to make it back to his feet, and he does. Gallagher back in the ring. Neville up to the top turnbuckle. Fantastic. That's the sound of uh, Jack Gallagher uh, jumping up three feet to headbutt uh, Adrian Neville as he was on the top rope. And uh, Gallagher's headbutt has quickly become one of my favorite new pieces of WWE offense. Um, And kind of comes out of nowhere, looks impactful, sounds great. And I am there for it, especially as a finisher. I think it's really dope. And uh, I enjoy that on that terrible show. So I wanted to point, point at the thing I liked. (laughs) <laughs> All right. And Lindsay, what about you? Oh, it was so nearly Rusev's haircut. It was so nearly Rusev, Rusev's haircut. Rusev just looks like my boyfriend now without glasses, <laughs> and it's really distracting. It's great. I love how he twitches his pecs when he's just stood there. Um, but it was not handsome Rusev's haircut. Uh, this week, I want to put over Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack. I know we've talked mm. about Talking Smack a million times, but this week was... He was on fire, start to finish. He started the show by bitching out Renee for being involved in Fastlane. He love told that. her it was a bad show. I he love said that. the words, "This is a, it was a bad show, oh, which was amazing. I love him so he then much. He just does whatever he wants. And then the Hey Mickey spot with Alexa Bliss, where he said, Hey Mickey, you're so fine. And she said back to him, you're so fine, you blow my mind. And it was <laughs> magical. Then he was talking about uh, he was going to drop it like it's hot. Uh, he was on fire. And then right at the end, they had the promo with the Miz and Maurice. They have Miz and Maurice out to talk about Nikki and John. Ms. Next level, next level. Oh, God. I, was it a shoot? Is it a work? Is there a word for? Is but it can a schwerk? Get it in the Is ring. it a woot? It's a woot. I don't know. It's <laughs> terrifying. Like, a I, it's a shoot that's worked itself I feel into a, woot a shoot. On, boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm woot so afraid. Like you can see Daniel Bryan, even though he knows it's going to happen, you can see he's uncomfortable with it, and it's obviously on a very personal level because they're talking about John and Nikki, who are whether he likes it or not, his family. (laughs) He does not like it. He does not like it. Um, And it was just very uncomfortable and he fully went for it and they got into it again and Miz accused him of like being a loser because he can't wrestle because his neck is broken and Daniel Bryan dropped in and I feel like it almost snuck by but he threw in a I can't wrestle because they won't let me. You wait and see what happens in a year and a half. Which is like, oh shit, son, that's what his contract's up. So it's like he's still planning on wrestling he's still clearly planning on going back to the indies and wrestling which a terrifies me and b terrifies me he was amazing on that show last night uh do we have a clip never once have you been this close to getting fired because you're a patsy for this company yeah what you're a patsy are you kidding me you just tote the ww line everything that you say bad about john cena about him toting the company line or being this or whatever that you are nothing but a wwe shill everything that you out there do all the media that you do everything else that you do nothing but a a huge star before i even came to wwe (laughs) if i wasn't in wwe i could go do something else what What? is bachelor in paradise i could be an actor if i wanted i could be a host made to dvd movies absolutely i could go do movies 
you're done. I don't do so movies because I don't want to be an actor. For... Oh you want to be a wrestler, but you can't because of your head. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. Can we bring... I can't said... or they won't let me. You we'll said see earlier... in a year and a half and see what happens. Miss, you said earlier that you... Wow. Oh, don't come back, Brian. You have seizures. I don't like it. Don't come back. Don't come well, back. Well, no, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they'll find the cure by then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe they'll find the cure for getting hit in the yes, head too hard. the antidotes. <laughs> Cheapers. I'm sure it's something to do with stem cells. Yeah, yes, give, give him a baby brain. <laughs> He'll be him fine. Up, him up maybe and he can that's snort why him. they're having yes. the baby. Oh, that's real dark. I love you. That's so dark. That's like get out or something, man. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, so for um for me, I am putting over. Did y'all know that Ryback has put out a book? Nope. With words oh. and a spine and glue and covers. I'm so happy. Um, so that's what I'm putting over because I think it's the silliest thing I've ever seen. We obviously don't have a clip, so I'm just going to do that thing where I read something for too long you and know, then Julian tells me to stop. Do you know who the publisher is at all? Yes, the publisher. Because I feel like we could get a deal if he got one. <laughs> the publisher I for his book. I for a living, you guys, and I don't want to be offended by this, but I kind of am. Archangel Inc., which definitely right. sounds like that's, a clothing company. Definitely 100% not a real thing. His, <laughs> yeah, that's his garage. His. That's his garage's address. Yeah. So this is, um, the book is called Wake Up. Is it called Rye Book? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, It should be. It's called Wake Up. It's Feeding Time. Bye. And it's credited to oh, the big guy, one Ryback more thing. Reeves. One more thing. Something should it not be called Read Me More? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. What Come are on, they doing? Ryback. What are you doing? What are they doing? It's like he had one job. You know what I mean? I mean he doesn't even have one job. <laughs> so actually, no jobs. He has zero jobs. He has no jobs. All right, so here's the the back of it. It's so beautiful. Ryback, also known as the big guy, may seem like he has it all. Success <laughs> as a professional athlete, health, money, and a physique to envy. You know he wrote this copy. But in Wake Up is... I like that he put in health. Who is he trying to piss off with that? You hear that, Daniel Bryan? I have my health. Yeah. Hey, CM Punk. How's how's, how's your back and knees and everything else? Um, But in Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, he reveals that he hasn't always been so successful. He had to earn it. Um, and then he says a bunch of words, and then he goes, and it, what are the, a surprising and unique self-improvement book. If you thought WWE wrestlers were broad and no brains, you'll be surprised as you turn each page of Wake Up, It's Feeding Time. Ryback shares with you an incredible number of practical things you can do to improve your life, from nutrition and fitness tips to financial advice <laughs> to how to focus. I do need help with my taxes. <laughs> I do need, if you can, again, get, be a CPA. <laughs> He gives you some of his favorite motivational quotes. There's something for everyone. And now I'm going to read just the bio that he clearly wrote for himself. Ryback Reeves is best known for his wrestling persona, the big guy Ryback. Traveling the world, screaming his war cry of, feed me more. (laughs) He captivated millions across the globe, allowing him to become one of wrestling's most recognizable characters. Yeah, I'm captivated. I'm one of the millions captivated. So captivated. (laughs) Although he is thankful for his time wrestling, he will still perform most weekends. He wanted to have a bigger opportunity to help people outside the ring. Since leaving his full-time TV job behind, that's a way to put it, he has has successfully launched his podcast, Conversation with the Big Guy, FeedMeMore.com, his personal website for everything Ryback, and his nutritional supplement line, Feed Me More Nutrition. Sweet. Uh, It's, it's, I... 
need that book. I've, I will never ask our listeners to buy me anything. <laughs> but if Set somebody... Set up an Amazon wishlist and make this happen. Yeah, I, 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 I may have to put this on an Amazon wishlist. Or if someone can just, like, read it out loud to me <laughs> and send it to me. Um, it would be very appreciated. Oh, no. Is one of the motivational quotes, the quote from Punk that he did on the cult podcast about, <laughs> like, did you just try to hurt me or are you really fucking dumb? And he replied, I'm really fucking dumb. Is that one of his quotes? I'm really oh fucking God. dumb. Ryback Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, well, that does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. I'm scared of Ryback now. <laughs> I do feel like he's going to come. He's going to hear this. <laughs> he's got nothing else to do. He's going to be outside our houses. He's gonna, no, he's going to be camped out outside the studio next week. Also, why doesn't he change his name to Ryback? Oh. <laughs> I mean, if nothing right else, back. he should swing by for some professional advice. <laughs> I, need so. I need it. I need some. Ryback, if you're listening... Uh, don't hurt me. Do come on the podcast. <laughs> um, this week, our hosts are Mike Eagle and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Danielle Radford. Lindsay, plug your stuff. Tell us where to find you. Oh, you can find me anywhere I shouldn't be because I should be working. Um, so Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. Uh, I'm Lindsay Kelk. Uh, it's like K-E-L-K for those who are wondering. It's a weird name. Um, and yeah, I'm always online. Come say hi. Yay! Our producer is the holder of the Triforce of Courage, making me jealous with his switch, yeah. Julian Burrell. <laughs> Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash groups slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit them five stars on iTunes and share us with all of your friends. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Bye, guys. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.